Today we're going to be talking to uh, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, if you'd like to get online and uh, call us, it's at 605-472-5384. And you're going to be using the PIN number 161-335. And uh, you'll be able to uh, talk right with us. Uh, we're going to start off the day. I'm out walking right now. Okay, Julie. Hi, Julie. Is this Julie? Hi. Is this the Julie that we know? Yes, it is. Hi, well, hello, Julie. It's good to hear from you again. And uh, who, who else do we have on the line? Hello. Um, I was not really so comfortable using my first name, but I'm on the line as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, make up a name so we know what to call you by. Um. Well, on the other phone calls I'm on, I go by Mary Poppins. So Mary, Poppin. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mary. And Mary, where are you from? Uh, just your state. We don't need a city. Um, let's go with East Coast. We're going to go with the East Coast. Okay. Um, well, what we want to do is we want to talk to uh, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, get their testimony on uh, some of the things that they've had to deal with in their life. I um, am an ex-Jehovah's Witness myself and uh, had to deal with, a, with a, a lot of troubles. And uh, we know there's a lot of stories out there that we'd like to bring to the forefront. Uh, if we, can, um, we have Julie from Wisconsin. Julie, uh, let's talk about your website real quick. If you can tell us uh, where people can get help, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses who are transitioning from that organization and uh, I should say leaving the organization and what they can do to uh, feel good about themselves. Yeah, well, if you're on Facebook, first of all, there's so many discussion groups, um, so many accounts and names, but we've listed a few at fourwitness.org. That's the number four witness.org and there you can kind of do your own research if you want, you know, not let anybody know what you're looking up. There's lots of articles up there. But there's also ministry things you want to connect with somebody and their story and say, you know, relate to that person. So we have mail. So I'm on the ministry team there, Julie McAllen. I'm comfortable um, saying my real name, but I totally hate it when people have to protect their identity, you know. Right, right. All that. So there's confidentiality there. Um, I, I just, there's so much help out there now. You yes, know, there is. Like and YouTube videos, articles, blogs. So um, there's a lot of healing. Now, your your mother, Arlene, is on the line. I know she just wants to listen, but I just want to ask Arlene one question. Um, ever since your daughter, Julie, left the Jehovah's Witnesses, um, have you noticed a change in her? Oh, yes. She's my daughter again. Okay. Um, have you noticed, like... She's uh, my daughter again. Yep, yep. And by that, I mean I saw the change oh. when she became a Jehovah's Witness. She was not my daughter. They took her. They took her. 
Mm. Yeah, it's a lot of people describe that as being uh, um, drinking the Kool Aid. No, <laughs> no, they call completely Yep, they play mind games. That's uh, what a lot right. of people have said. In uh, very much in control. Correct. And what is the biggest thing that you have seen as a change in your daughter? Well, that she's my daughter again. I can relate to her. I, I don't know. She's different. She's the way I raised her, the way I see her, the way I've always seen her, except when she became a Jehovah Witness. She was so different. Right. Um, it was very upsetting as parents, very upsetting. And not only that, I had such feelings for all the Jehovah Witnesses. I can't believe to this day the shunning that goes on when God is love. I do not understand that at all. Correct. It upsets me. Um, now, Arlene, do you uh, now give Julie some really nice Christmas gifts? <laughs> I always have. I always have. I don't think I've changed anything on that. So <laughs> well, I that's think, good. I think maybe I... Oh, I see what you're saying, because you didn't celebrate Christmas before. Correct. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes I am. Yes. Um, right. Just so you know, I had I had left the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'd say um, roughly twelve years ago. And Arlene, I have never received a Christmas gift from you yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, just maybe next year. Okay. <laughs> so, Mar Mary Poppins, what's what's your Merry story? Merry Christmas to you now. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas, Arlene. What's what's yes. your story, Mary Poppins? So I do better with like direct questions instead of just vague, open-ended things. Okay, were were you a baptized Jehovah's Witness, Mary? Yeah, yeah. I got baptized when I was fourteen. I was born into the organization. Okay, that's that was the same situation with me. I was born into it. Um, how long ago did you leave, or were you pushed out, like disfellowshipped? Um. <laughs> It's a little bit of both in a way. I um, I kind of started waking up to some cultural things, and I was really confused as to why the governing body wasn't um, offering that direction to the ranking file witnesses um, and seeing things in scripture kind of being explained and then having people be like, oh, there's no answer to this, we don't know. And then just little things of, you know, like the controversy over having beards and tattoos. And, you know, I was kind of always a rebellious witness. I had tattoos and I had piercings while I was still a witness. And I dyed my hair funky colors. And <laughs> I kind of, I was always in trouble. Um, but I love God. I mean, I still love God. I still believe there's a God. Um, Excellent. And then there was also kind of, spiritual awakenings, like I would have God, God talk to me or, or convey to me things, and that always felt weird because I didn't feel I was of the anointed. I actually was talking with one of my really good friends. A whole bunch of us kind of all woke up around the same time, so I've had some support, but, um, you know, feeling confused as to why I couldn't partake in a memorial, certain passages in Revelation or certain things Jesus said not being expounded upon by the, by the witnesses and, you know, doing some... I guess, quote-unquote, secular research and different things. Um, and then 
over the summer, I was reproved for some indiscreet conduct with a with a gentleman, and I went to the brothers and I got reproved and I got I had moved. I was in a new area. I was in an area where a lot of people didn't know me, and there was a lot of racism um, towards me because of the fact that I was not of a different race. And um, I, my best friend and I were always in trouble for being friends because she's a, of a different race. Mm-hmm. And so I got in trouble, and I got hurt by some people over it. And then then I met another gentleman, and then I ended up being even furtherly indiscreet with him, and I, uh, of course, I went and told on myself, and it was really interesting to, I was lucky, the elders really didn't ask me a bunch of inappropriate questions, I still respect the men that were on my committee, and I'm so sorry for the Jehovah's Witness women who have been embarrassed or shamed by probing inappropriate questions by a judicial committee, but I was lucky, and um, they did decide to disfellowship me, and part of it was my attitude, because of course they asked me if I felt God had forgiven me, and I said, well, yeah, because I asked them to. And they didn't much appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not supposed to go to God. (laughs) You're supposed to let them do it. Yes. So I went went away for a week, and I hung out with a friend of mine who was about to get disfellowshipped as well. Um, She was just waiting to have her committee. And then I, I went to I don't know, I went to so I went to my announcement because I know that that's, you know, the first act of repentance or whatever. And I missed that Sunday because I was down south of where I was living at the time. And then I went back and I went to my midweek meeting. And then I went to the Sunday meeting and the talk was about Armageddon and everybody dying and I had been got, I got mean mugged by a couple people at the meeting because I had come in late because of a miscommunication about how I was going to get to the meeting. Hmm. And I sat halfway through it, and I got to the, got to the watchtower, and the elder that hated me for being white was going to conduct the watchtower study, and I was just like, screw this. I'm, I'm out. Like, no, I'm not going to sit through him. Nope. Good and for you. I never went back. Good <laughs> I, for you. I... And then I started researching more, and I read more, and I came to understand more, and I, the guy I was involved with at the time, real bad fellow, and I'm glad that it's over with him, but I went to his church with him, and that opened me up to some ideas, and then also, but I also saw a lot of control, like I think it's going to be a long time before I really belong to a church community again, but, um. You still believe in God, right? Amen. All right, good to hear. Well, it, it's just that uh, one of the things that I have noticed about uh, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses is there's only two paths they take. They either don't believe in God anymore, or they are actually strong advocates against the Jehovah's Witnesses. That's my personal opinion on what I have run across. Um, Mary, um, I can speak to that. I have some opinions about that. Well, let's hear them. I think, I think what it is is... I think that the Jehovah's Witnesses do a really good job of pointing out the fallacies of other organized Christian denominations. Mm-hmm. So when you've been brainwashed to believe that you believe the truth, right? then you 
and you see where the fallacy in, say, the Catholic Church is, or the Mennonite Church, or the Pentecostal Church, you see where the hole in them is. Mm-hmm. You don't want to jump into another religion with a hole in it. Right. So I think that that kind of burns. And I know I was lucky, and I, I said this last night on the one call I was on. I my mom was a college educated convert. So a lot of those critical thinking skills, like, you know, I understood who wrote which passage in a psalm or what the social construct was going on at the time, what the nations of Canaan were doing. Like, my mom basically, and we were homeschooled some, so there was a lot of, like, reading the inside books and, you know, why did Paul write this letter to that congregation and what was going on at the time and what was the socioeconomic climate and you know like I know a lot of that kind of stuff which I don't think your your average born in Jehovah's Witness is taught that kind of stuff. You just taught the you know couple scriptures that JWs use that they cherry pick for their beliefs. Right. So I feel like I was blessed in that way but also again like again like I said like I'd woken up to some cultural things and I, I think what happens too is a lot of witnesses because of again you see the hold in other organized religions and you've been taught you have the truth, so if you don't have the truth, then there is no truth, and so therefore there is no God. And I think that that's that where, that, where that goes. And then I also think that because they aren't awake to the control of the political climate or the control of the entertainment industry, they jump into something else. So it's, because it's really scary. Like, I'll admit, like, it was scary for me to realize, like, I'm on my own. My relationship with God, is, it's mine. Like, I don't have to call somebody yeah. up and say hey, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I not do that? Like, I don't have to go to a body of elders. I don't have to call my brother. I don't have to... It's me. That's a very exactly. scary situation to be in. And I think people, then they get involved in political parties or they get involved in sports or they move to another group think because it's just easier to be like, well, there is no God, so now I'm going to become a Democrat or I'm going to be an advocate for this or I'm going to go to college and do this or I'm going to do that. When it's a, they, What I did was... I stepped back and I was like, okay, let me figure out who I am. And I'm still doing it. I'm only four months out of the organization. Okay. But because I was aware to some of the esoteric things in Hollywood or the different things within certain political parties, I was already awake to those things. Right. I think it made me not necessarily jump from the fire into the from the frying pan into the fire when it comes to group things. Because there is, there is a comfort. You know, I was one of those people that be like, well, the governing body hasn't addressed that, or it's not written about, or I was one of those witnesses. And so it's frightening when you realize, like, I got to I gotta do this on my own. I got to do it for me. And it's not, I don't have to ask anybody else about it. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yes, it does. Um, one of the things that, uh, before I forget, I want to bring up the phone number if anybody else is listening, 605-472-5384. You're going to be using PIN number 161335 if you'd like to get on and uh, maybe tell us your uh, testimony. Um, Julie, are you still there? I'm still here. I'm listening. Are, are, you, uh, are you still walking? I am. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> it's Wisconsin. Because I, I, I heard you yell out, crap, I just stubbed my toe on a rock. No. Um, Julie, I know a lot of people can go to your uh, uh, one of the sites that you work with, um, forjehovah.org is one of them, correct? 
Yes, and that if you go on fourwitness.org, it will take you there because it, it goes in two directions. You can look up stuff about Mormons and you can look up stuff about Jehovah's Witnesses. So it is all connected. So it's just easier to say fourwitness.org. But yeah, you can go directly to fourjehovah.org. Right. Now, um, I know that if, if somebody goes to your site or that site, I know I always... Uh, claim it as your site, but if anybody goes to that site, they can see testimonies of other ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. But for our listener, Absolutely. for our listeners, Julie, let's hear your testimony. Well, I'm the one with the story of being an adult convert, and so as you heard from my mother, you know, how she described it, she got her daughter back, because yeah, it's like I went missing. I was 32 years old. I was curious about learning my Bible, wanted a close relationship with God, and didn't have enough answers. So uh, Jehovah's Witnesses were very appealing to me because they appeared to have all the answers. Right, <laughs> You right. know, and so I, um, you know, started with the free home Bible study, and I was really impressed with their, um, you know, their knowledge. It seemed they had a lot of knowledge. And at that time, it was 1996, they had just started in the uh, book, Knowledge That Leaves Everlasting Life. And I just loved the um, educational format of it, that I wasn't just going to, you know, sit in church in a pew listening to some pastor bark at me. You know, I was being educated. So that was very... Julie? Uh-oh. She fell off. She left the meeting. No, no. She remembers she's out walking, so she probably uh, uh, walked into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you're still with us? Yes. Um, one of the things that uh, I, being a Christian and an ex-Jehovah's Witness, is uh, when, when I left the Jehovah's Witnesses and actually found out what I considered was the real truth and not what uh, I've been told for 30 years. Um, I was actually upset at what I felt was I was wasting my, my life. I wasted 30 years with this organization and uh, I was very upset with that. Now I could have taken that in uh, the direction of uh, why would God uh, do that to me or let that happen to me. But instead, I when I found out uh, when I started going to uh, non-denominational churches, I uh, I learned how to actually go to God, and uh, actually I feel like I have a stronger relationship with them now that I left the Jehovah's Witnesses. Do you feel the same? Yes, I actually I have a, a peony friend, um, and for people listening, that means physically in and mentally in. Though I think, I suspect he's a little bit more awake than he'd want to admit. But I know the last time I talked with him, he had called me to kind of bash his his fellowship son. And I was talking to him and, you know, talking about my faith and my journey and different things. And I remember him saying that I I just sound so at peace and so close to God that he's not used to, basically implying like he's not used to this fellowship person expressing themselves like that. And I just... I reminded him that, yeah, I, you know, I was doing what the elders had told me to do, which was I was doing study, and I was studying the Bible, and 
you know, learning and different things. So, like, Hi, I think I, the call dropped at some point. Julie, yeah. is that you, Julie? <laughs> Yeah, you, I was talking you, and then there was like no response. I was like, "Uh oh, when did the call go?" No, you didn't accident. Yeah. You didn't actually walk into a tree, did you? No, no, and I didn't <laughs> slip on the ice either. I had to stop and talk to these people at the cart. No. Okay, <laughs> Ma Mary, can you continue yeah. with what you were saying? Yeah, I just, I was, you know, and that, that, yes, yeah, that's you. Wow, it's a lot of a lot of background noise. I definitely. Oh, for who? No, it's. I think uh, Julie. Uh, are is it windy I'm out gonna, where you're at? Not really, but I'm going to turn off my Bluetooth my Bluetooth headphones and just go there you on go. natural. Oh, that's better. better. That's much better. I think that was me actually. I think that was me. Oh, okay. I had it. I had it on my in sync in my car, and I put it to my phone. You're lit. You're listening to in sync in your car. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, uh, I'm. I'm hoping that uh, this podcast that the unreluctant will get a hold of uh, two guys and a mic. Um, he's got a lot of uh, very significant information that we would like to pass on. Um, but without him on the line directing us to uh, certain uh, pages that's on the Internet, we can't really give out a lot of the information that he has compiled in the last, I would say, 20 years. Um, well, before you go on, um, we, we're not using the Uber conference anymore. For some reason, Uber conference decided to uh, not work anymore. So we're on this other one, but the unreluctant, and he knows where he lives, we're going to give you the number if you want to call. It's plus four four three three zero nine nine eight one three two zero, and of course, put in the access code. All right. And what is the access code? One six one three three five, and you have to put the pound sign afterwards. It's You're not a. The phone? Uh, no. Yeah, we we have changed. Yeah, we changed. It no, he's overseas, so he's got a different number. Yeah. Can you uh -huh. repeat that number again, then? This it's for the United Kingdom. Um, in order for uh, you'd have to be oh, okay. in the United Kingdom in order. Yeah, to you have to you'd be in the United Kingdom to use that number. Yeah. But in Amer in America, we're using the six zero five four seven two five three eight four. Well, uh, a, a little information I can give you on the unreluctant. He had gotten a hold of us this summer, and the uh, uh, governing body of Jehovah's Witnesses shut down his uh, websites because of the information that he was able to uh, compile and uh, he uh, I guess was put uh, through the ringer so like I said I'm not going to give any information that he might have told us because actually I, I have no proofs and I'm not going to uh, uh, make anything up to just make somebody else look bad but uh, yeah unreluctant if you're listening uh, get a hold of us um, we, we would like to get you back on um, testimonies of ex Jehovah's Witnesses is an incredible show for us because it's non-stop we're meeting new people all the time um, it's last season it was a hot topic for us and uh, I think it, it could happen again this season. So, But I, I'm 
actually not a Jehovah's Witness. I've never been in Jehovah's Witnesses. He's a Catholic priest. Uh, no. <laughs> no, actually, I was, I was born into the Southern Baptists, and now I'm an atheist. So, to have a Christian and an atheist in the same show, that's pretty unheard well, of. He's the Grand Wizard of Atheists, let me tell you. <laughs> um, it, it's a cult. I think that uh, it's Jehovah's Witnesses is a cult. Um, I guess everybody... Describe cult. Describe cult? Yes. Mind control. Well, yeah, it could be something like mind control. Uh, you, know, not, you know, you can't do anything without the permission of the church. Right. It's almost like Catholicism, too. You can't speak too. for yourself. Yes, you can't they speak for yourself. You, what <coughs> you, you can't have an opinion. You can't have an opinion. So, and that's... Before you know it, you're moving to Guyana, and you're... And you're drinking, drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mary Poppins, are you still there? Mary? Yes, I just muted my phone. I okay. was muting my phone while nope. I was listening until Mar I asked the question. Okay, seeing as your name is Mary Poppins, <laughs> I have to ask oh, you no. this question. Come on. The gentleman that you, you used to be with, was that Dick Van Dyke? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jason. No, Jason, don't do it. Don't jump. I'm not. Every time I tell a joke, he's gonna. <laughs> do we have uh, somebody else on the line? It looks like. Yeah, seven one five number. Who do we got, uh, listener? Hello. Five six three number. Hello. We have Mary, Julie, Arlene, and who else do we have on the phone? Carol. Carol. Nice to meet you, Carol. And um, Thank you. Would you like to say what state you're from? Um, I am in New Mexico. You're in New Mexico. Um, you, you just missed some, uh, some really uh, happening stuff. Uh, we have Julie from Wisconsin that walked into a tree. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> I didn't really walk into the tree. The call just dropped. <laughs> uh -huh. We heard the old oh, crap. I witnesses at their cards, okay? <laughs> right now I'm going to the laundry mat. <laughs> now, Carol, are you a, um, a current Jehovah's Witness or an ex-Jehovah's Witness? I'm an ex-Jehovah's Witness incognito. Ah, really? I thought you said you were in New Mexico. I'm a Vader. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a quiet Vader. There you go. Jason's hanging his head again because I tried to tell a joke. So, um, <sighs> Carol, how long were you in the, the organization? Um, sixty years. Sixty years. Born and raised. Oh wow! It's almost like a prison sentence. Just very difficult. Just very, got, very difficult where I'm at right now. And how long how long ago did you leave the organization? Um well I began fading it's been a process of just kind of investigating and kind of listening to my inner voice and I'd say over the last three years, however, it never really clicked with me and I was just fellowship for 23 years okay and then I got re then I got reinstated and I was reinstated for about 10 years 
And it was shocking to me um, when I got reinstated to see how the organization had deteriorated, really. <laughs> yeah, um, Jason, in fact, he has a slideshow that he's showing. You, you, once this is processed and put on YouTube, where it talks about, uh, it shows some articles on, on the Jehovah's Witnesses and uh, a lot of the abuse charges. Yeah, actually, there is there is a uh, scandal that was on... Uh where is it at here? It was on. Let me get to it. Is that NBC News? Yeah, it's a $35 million sex abuse verdict for the Jehovah's Witness community. Let me see if I can find it here. That's probably the Montana. Yep, it's the Montana one. Yep, it's, uh, the title is Jehovah's Witnesses Ordered by Jury to Pay $35 Million to Abuse Survivor. So one person. Uh, see, a defendant said the church covered up her sexual abuse as a child at the hands of a congregation member. And it is yeah, in Helena, Helena, Montana. Yeah. Um, Carol, uh, now you said you just recently left the organization? Well, um, let's say I became inactive about three years ago. Again. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> um, so it's been, uh, you know, it's been a, a questioning of my to myself and and with prayer. You know, is this the truth? I've been told this is the truth my whole life. It does not resonate well with me. Um, it never has resonated well with me, honestly. Okay. Um, but since I was, you know. Uh, taught that it, it's the truth, the only truth. Um, you know, I tried to follow it as the truth. Right, right. Now, so, um, have are you familiar with our shows? Have you listened no. to Two Guys in a Mic podcast before? No. Okay. Um, we have a young lady with us. Her name is Julie, who actually works with um, a lot of people who are ex-Jehovah's Witnesses leaving the organization or thinking about it. She has a lot of uh, great information. Julie, you want to uh, talk a little bit again about uh, the website that you're uh, working with and how you help others? Well, uh, Christy Darlington um, started that website, and she has written books. Um, she's never been a, a witness herself, but <clears throat> has looked deeply into that and also Mormonism, discovering its flaws. And she's put together um, a very extensive website where there's lots of links. Um, for example, sometimes we get calls from parents whose adult children have gone into Jehovah's Witnesses. So there's articles there on you know how to uh, speak with your loved one, which the number one thing is keep the you know the opportunity to talk open. Don't shut them out by all of a sudden saying you're in a cult, you know, because the witness themselves is going to shut down. So you always want to keep that communication open and um, speak with them. And then, of course, there's a lot of people who um, begin dating um, somebody who maybe is disfellowshipped or inactive, and it's a non-witness. They fall in love, and then at some point, you know, they might even get married, but at some point the witness might decide to go back. And so, you know, how to deal with that. So there's a lot of those different situations that, you know, people face and, and, of course, the number one, you know, I'm, I'm a witness trying to leave. Wow, what do I do? You know, where do I go? So, um, so there's a lot of information at that website. And, of course, again, Facebook has just really taken off with 
so many different support groups. Um, and there's there's places to just vent, and then there's places to you know really discuss scriptures, get comfort. Um, there's a lot of different routes people go, which has been mentioned. Um, but don't do it alone. That's the thing. You know, a lot of times people come out and they've lost their entire you know support system. They lost their family. They lost their friends. And they feel so alone. So you know, it's not that everyone has answers necessarily, but at least you have someone to talk to, someone to confide in. So there's plenty of support out there. Now, can you mention Julie? Julie? Is it Julie? This is yes. Carol. Is this Hi, the Julie Carol. I spoke with this morning? Yes, it is. I didn't want to believe it's covered, but yeah. <laughs> now, Julie. Okay. Julie also has a very supportive mother. Yes. Are mother? you still there, Mom? Thank you. So, um, Mother, um, do you ever uh, help Julie with this uh, website or helping others that were Jehovah's Witnesses and you can tell them how you notice you got your daughter back? Are you talking to Arlene? Yes, yes. I am. You? Yes, yes. Do I help in some way, did you say? Yes. Well, Melissa, what's her last name? Raymer. Raymer. She was to my home, and we were on radio with Julie and myself and Melissa, and she asked me some questions, and hopefully I was able to help other people. I think maybe Julie can add to that more than I can. I don't know. But I was sure. happy for that program. Well, Melissa, um, Melissa Bramer is an ex-witness, and she was raised in it. And it was funny because when we compared notes as to what our childhoods were like, she had, of course, the stern JW mother that, you know, you always had to get out of service. You better have your study ready. It's meeting night. Uh, my mother, Arlene, and sure enough, it happened again last night. I went out for a little while with friends. The first question she always asked is, did you have fun? My mother always pressured me to have fun. <laughs> so when she noticed the big change, I'm, I, mean, I was trained to have fun. And when I became a witness, you know, that's what you right? With no Keep talking, Julie. Okay. Uh, so what my mother noticed about me when I became a witness was no fun. I, is, would you say that's the primary thing you noticed about me, Mom? Yes, yes, no fun there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, right. no so we oh, well, that. now she's not a Jehovah's Witness, and Hol she walks in the trees. So how much fun is that? Yeah. <laughs> holidays or must she's a professional clown. Holidays must have been a, <laughs> holidays must have been a drag. Yeah, and I told yeah, a lot. It's no holidays. Yeah, now, I got serious when I was a witness. Yeah. Well, did you at least celebrate <laughs> your birthday? No. No. Not at all. Can't celebrate. Wow. No. Um, can, so, wait, wait, hold on a second. Okay. Hold on a second. If you can't celebrate yeah, your yeah. birthday, you can't celebrate Christmas. Julie, why did you get into this? It was cheap. You, I know. She didn't have to buy gifts. <laughs> I addressed that question. Yep, I wanted to know the Bible. And I addressed that question because that's a good question. That's what people wonder. Well, why would you choose this religion? Because, you know, there's all kinds of other religions out there. If you just wanted to, you know, worship God in your way, why would you choose Jehovah's Witnesses right. instead of some other one? And for me, it came down to, you know, I just felt like the other churches that I had seen, 
just seem to be lacking in that educational thing. Again, that was my whole emphasis. If, if I'm going to serve this God of the Bible, I want to know who he is. I want to know every scripture. I want to know what it says. So for me, it appeared that Jehovah's Witnesses had that. I didn't see that at other churches, the ones that I visited. So I really addressed that question in um, 2017. There's like XJW conferences. And in 2017 in Missouri, um, that's the question I wanted to answer. And I titled my talk, What Was I Thinking? Because I wanted non-witness people like yourself, um, Jason, to, you know, they always ask that. Why would you give all that stuff up? You know, because that's your point of view. Like, oh, it just looks like no fun. But from my point of view, I was entering truth. I was entering this blessed union with God, you know, oh, all exactly. that stuff. Exactly, yep. I was paid to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's, it seems to yeah. me that you looked at the plate of steak and said, I don't want that. Give me the chop steak. I mean, really. Well, she, you didn't know it was chop steak at oh. the time. Now, Julie, how long I, were you a Jehovah's no. Witness? What was that? I'm sorry. For how long were you a Jehovah's Witness? Oh, how long? Yeah. Uh, seven active years. And so in the eighth year, I was disfellowshipped. Yeah. So then uh, the very first year that you were no longer a Jehovah's Witness, when your birthday came, did your mom give you seven extra gifts? <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm still waiting for that time, huh? She actually gave me a gift by leaving that organization. Oh, definitely. I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Is, is Mary still on the line? Mary? Mary Pumas. Oh, okay. She's still alive. Okay. Good, good. Now, Mary, um, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, just for yourself, now, you said uh, it's only been, what, four months since you left the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah. Roughly four months. Do you find yourself yeah, looking for uh, um, different websites or uh, different, let's say, talk shows uh, to help you with your thinking? As far as um, yes, there's been there's been a couple of YouTube channels, um, both within the the XJW and the the Truther community that I, have really helped me. And then I'm with my real name, um, and Julie Julie knows who I am. I think mm -hmm. but, um, <laughs> um, I'm pretty active in a couple. Um, uh, I pay attention a little bit to the vast apostate army, and then. Uh, I'm pretty active in the XJW Christian group, and then I also belong to a, a faith after deception, which is open to any cult survivors. So there's some um, XJWs in there, and I think some other X, just plain old regular cults, and then a couple uh, um, uh, I forget the other, I think I've there's an ex-Pentecostal in there as well. So just kind of that. And then I'm also on Reddit pretty active in the XMO community. I found them to be really helpful. Um, they don't, to me, they don't sound as bitter because, of course, there's different trigger words for them than for, for XJWs. So I get a lot of my life coaches in XMO, and I get a lot of help from, from that community as well. Do you feel that this show could help somebody? Amen. I think that, that it can help anybody. I mean, I know, like, personally, I'm, I'm worried about the people in the organization. I pray for them. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of my friends and I, we sit around and speculate. <coughs> I think that on one hand, I think it's, it's, I don't see the organization lasting very much longer. I think the governing body are going to cash in on their money and they're going to, to run. Tony will finally get that yacht off Monaco with the men in tight pants that he's always wanted. Yeah, they but, probably um, already got that. We just don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's the thing is uh, um, I wanted to bring out uh, that Julie is a great asset to our show. We got another caller. And uh, uh, she, uh, we, we asked for Julie if she can be on our show when we're having a, a testimonies of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses. Because um, if you go to any of the websites that she's associated with, um, she has a lot of knowledge and a lot of help for those who are leaving the organization. And, you know, what more could you I want? She's been very helpful to me. She and I have had private conversations and we've talked on the phone. Um, and I know, too, I wanted to kind of throw out there as well, um, but my my Jehovah's Witness life was very much, I grew up in uh, domestic violence, even while my dad was serving as an elder. And I've seen, not necessarily firsthand, the pedophile side of the organization. I have friends that were molested while Jehovah's Witnesses. Wow. But I've definitely seen the way that women and children are treated as second-class citizens and then just the, the violence that is turned a blind eye to. Even even when you have multiple witnesses to violence, it can often be, you know, poo-pooed and, and trivialized and, oh, it wasn't that bad and, and that sort of stuff. And that's always been something that I, I railed against because, of course, we all know from the scriptures how Christ treated women Right. Um, it's very different than how the, the organization is set up. I, I just want to make a quick statement for Arlene. Um, you uh, should be very proud of your daughter because uh, not only did she leave the Jehovah's Witnesses, but she's helping others as they're leaving the organization. Oh, That's great. Very, very, very proud of Well, her. this birthday, yeah. you, you will prove it with your gifts, I guess. <laughs> um, we got another <laughs> caller on the line. Uh, who Who is this? <laughs> Hi. <coughs> who, who are we speaking to? This is this is Clayton Weller. Oh, hello, Clayton. Are you a current Jehovah's Witness or an ex? I am an ex Jehovah's Witness. And uh, how long uh, ago, how long ago did you leave the organization? Um, it would have been in two thousand four. Okay. I was uh, disfellowshipped for uh, joining the army. The terrible sin. <laughs> in fact, um, the Jehovah's Witness in my mother stopped me from joining the army when I was seventeen. So, <coughs> oh yes, okay. Um, and what's your first name, Clayton? Clayton, Clayton I want you to meet yeah. Carol, Mary, Julie, and uh, Darlin Arlene on the phone. They're all on the Hello, phone here all with you. A few of you I've met. Hi, Clayton. Hi, Clayton. How you doing? Hi, Clayton. No, Clayton, Hello, um, Clayton. let me ask you how far in the organization did you get? Um, I was given the number two talks on Thursday nights. Oh, wow. That's... And handing out microphones, yeah, and a publisher. And uh, so uh, in 2004, because you wanted to join the Army, were you disfellowshipped? Um, yes, actually, the 
story starts a little bit earlier than that. In the year 2000, I graduated high school, and uh, I decided to join the Marine Corps, and I went and signed the papers, and then, of course, you got to tell mom about that, and uh, she wasn't having too good of a time with it, so I changed my mind, and I was not going to join the Marines because, you know, my whole family, the Kingdom Hall, wanted me there, so... I did not go to the Marines of that year. However, one of the elders uh, was so gracious. To, he really had it out for me because I played high school football and stuff. I, I rebelled quite a bit when I was 16. Okay. And uh, he took it upon himself to investigate talking to kids that went to school and call the Marine Corps recruiter himself to find out that I actually signed the paper. He pulled me outside of a meeting the next Thursday night and said, uh, did you sign up for the Marine Corps? I said, well, I had, but I, I'm not going. He said, but just by signing the papers, you disassociated yourself. You're, you're no longer part of the congregation. So then I was 18 and completely alone for, for a while. Mm. And uh, I ended up getting reinstated. And again, I, <laughs> I had to get out. Right. Did you? Uh, I sat there a long time going to meetings, not being able to talk to anyone. Yeah. Um. So you were shunned, you, and you yes. you can see how the their way of shunning it is just not the right way. Because if uh, you're trying to save somebody's life, you don't do it from a distance. You have to actually go up and talk to them and and hold, you know, help them. And yeah. shunning is just not the way. Um, the shunning is devastating. It's, mm -hmm. it's, de it's devastating. It is. Now, let me ask Julie. Julie, while you were a Jehovah's Witness, did you shun your mother? Well, I didn't shun her, but I definitely kept my distance. She was worldly, and she wanted to give me birthday and Christmas presents, and I wouldn't receive them. Um, so, you know, shunning was always reserved for those who were once Jehovah's Witnesses and then left. So, I, yeah, I shunned those people. I told the line. As far as worldly people, the non-witnesses, I kept my distance, yeah. I mean, I would talk to her, but I was guarded, and I think she can tell you that. You know, that's why she said I got my daughter back, because I just, I was there, but I wasn't there, you know. Right, right. Now, how many of you... Better. <clears throat> How many of you realize that, you know, when uh, when you're Jehovah's Witness, anybody outside of the organization is an apostate, but after you do leave the Jehovah's Witnesses and you realize what God's Word really is about and what it really does say, how many of you realize that it's actually the, the Jehovah's Witness organization that's the apostates? Mm -hmm. I, I could have told you that. that. I could have told you that. Well, it says in... Uh, uh, I think it's Thessalonians where it talks about uh, the wolf amongst the sheep. Well, I, what, what I get from that uh, scripture is anyone seeking God who wants a relationship with God is the sheep. It doesn't matter what religion, denomination, or organization you're in. If you're actually truthfully seeking God, you are what I would consider one of the sheep. Now, the wolves amongst the mm -hmm. sheep, doesn't it make sense that it would be uh, one of the, those wolves would be the Jehovah's Witness organization? 
you know, I had an experience with that because when I was, you know, I was definitely discouraged as a witness, but I was trying to, you know, hang in there. Because, number one, when you start questioning when you're in the inside, you wonder, is it me? You know, there's something wrong with me. I'm doubting. I'm questioning. Maybe Satan's in my brain. You know, that's the way I was thinking. And um, I had trouble forgiving one one elder. He would just say these things that didn't make sense to me, you know. And I started to view him as a wolf among the sheep. And I felt guilty that I viewed him that way. So I talked to another elder about it. I thought, I need help. I need him to pray for me. I need him to counsel me, you know. And so I confessed my problem. I said, you know, this one brother... I can't help it. I I just look at him and see him as this wolf. So I was asking for help from this elder, and he said, "Oh, that that doesn't happen in Jehovah's organization." He said, "Those those scriptures only apply to the first century. There are no wolves in Jehovah's organization." I said, "What do you mean? There's elders that get disfellowship too. Exactly. You know, that was in our own literature." And um, he just, he and I and I even used the word. I said, "Are you trying to tell me that the elders are infallible?" And he said, "No, no, no." And I said, "You just don't want to give it that word, but you just told me that, you know." Right. So he was basically there couldn't be wolves among the sheep, and that that actually I'm glad that happened because prior to that, you know, you're so shielded when you're a witness. And you know that there are, you know, exposés on them, that there's right. shows like A and Lee many, but you block it out. You go, oh, well, those are disgruntled apostate witnesses. They wanted to go live a wild lifestyle. You know, you just, I wouldn't hear of it. But the moment he said that, all of a sudden I realized, wow, they really protect their, their organization, their reputation. And, and it, it was the first time I considered that maybe the stories are true. Maybe there's people out there who have real stories of being abused and, you know, they're just covering up, covering up. So it was actually kind of a good thing, but, you know, I mean, everything's just so shocking and you just spiral around and you're like, you know, because I based on it, I thought it was all truth. And, you know, when you begin to question that, your whole world begins to crumble. Right, right. I'm sorry, I had to leave the room for a, a little bit. I was having a coughing fit. So all that corn silk he's been smoking. Yeah, corn silk. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, I have a question for Arlene. Okay. Um, are you what? Uh, are you in uh, another religion? Are you Baptist or Methodist or Episcopalian or? Well, I I'm an ex-Catholic. Ex-Catholic. So we know that the only infallible person is the Pope, right? <laughs> right. 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 So, and I, I think um, what I feel about that, now that I'm just a little bit older, um, I could not question and I could not doubt anything that I was taught. And uh, I think my problem was I did question and I did doubt within myself. But there was no support groups like you people mm-hmm. have today. You had to right. try to figure this out yourself. And it was very hard to open up to people that were Catholic, because why do you feel so different? And they believe everything, and I do. Mm-hmm. So I added up to, I don't know God very well, because I know the rules too well. But mm-hmm. I wasn't taught too much about God. Um, but I always say, <laughs> the picture of birth alone, there's God. 
<coughs> and I have my own feelings about God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. But yes, I know too much about the rules, and to me that is wrong. Right. Now, uh, Clayton, do you ha- still have a lot of family that are in the organization? Actually, I'm uh, very blessed that my mother and my sister were the last ones that were in, and recently this year, or last year, 2018, they uh, quit over the this fellowshipping thing, so we are 100% out. Nice. Yay. Yay. So it's going to be a party at Clayton's house, what, next week, Sunday? Yeah. We're excited, right? Hey, I'll be there, Clayton. That reminds me, Julie, uh, you told me your mom was going to bring sandwiches today. <laughs> no. I did. He, just, he says I bumped into a tree. You bring a it's, it's Dan's. It's Dan's feeble attempt at humor. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so uh, uh, well, you know, I grew up in a home with a sponge sandwich and a dribble glass. Um, that's right. My mom. Yep, my mom delighted in humor. She uh, and I caught that because. When we would be having, you know, company over for holidays or just, you know, family was coming over, I saw her delight and she had a dribble glass, she had a fake sandwich, she had fake chocolates, she loved April Fool's Day, tricking the neighbors, and I kind of caught that fever. I'm well known for putting dentures in collection plates at churches. And I don't know. It's it's ground in me, like just like you know, you you grow up as a Jehovah's Witness. Certain things are ground in. I'm thankful for my mother's humor because it got ground in me. And I had a therapist tell me, um, you know, that that's my defense mechanism. And she said it's a good one. You know, you could be right. putting the drugs and alcohol. And really, for me, six months after I was this fellowship, I was at a week long clown camp. So humor, <laughs> I'm. A, yeah, humor is a healer. You know, um, I think that's Proverbs seventeen twenty two, where you know it talks about. Um, it, I always misquote it. I want to say you know, um, laughter is good medicine, but it basically says that, but in different words. You know, and it's true. I mean, that is a gift from God. And I think sometimes, especially when we come out of such a you know scripturally laden religion like Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, we tend to think that's the only way to heal or something like And that is definitely, you know, part of it. You have to detangle from the misuse of scriptures. But my goodness, there's all kinds of things. Life is open. What do you enjoy? Go for a bike ride. Be a clown. You know, yeah. whatever, you know. Well, well does that little like, car get good gas mileage or? What was that? Does that little car get good gas money? Your, your clown car oh, is what he's trying to say. The little clown car, yeah, and how many can you fit in a Volkswagen, all that stuff. Right. But, um, you know, in sense of community, too, you know, people think it can only be found in the church because that was your sense of community at the Kingdom Hall. Right. So you kind of tend to, like, oh, I'll find it at a church. Well, yeah, you might, but you also might find it at the gym. You know, you might find it right. at, what is your interest? Do you like to sew? Join a knitting club. You know, it's like... There's community all over, and right. life is wonderful, you know? Just, right. So the big thing, like, you've been, you've been set free. Go find your life, because you're here for a reason, and that's the best way you can honor God. Right. I, I have a question for all of you, except Arlene, because Arlene wasn't a Jehovah's Witness, but when you were Jehovah's Witnesses, and let's say you were at the Kingdom Hall, 
and somebody comes up to you and says, hey, do you know so-and-so died? Um, and, of course, you, have, you ask them, well, well, why? Well, how did he die? And they say, well, you know, he needed a transfusion, but we, he didn't, you all didn't believe in it, so he died. Did you have any type of angry reaction? Mm. You know what I mean? I know you don't, mm-hmm. uh, Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in blood transfusions, but if a blood transfusion can save a life, and they say no, and they, and that person dies. Would you call? I'm sure all, all, anybody all on the line did that happen to anyone? Did anyone on the line right now lose a close friend or family member due to that? No, not me. No. <coughs> oh, no. I, mean, I had people at the door sometimes when I'd be out in the field service. That would be the way they would. Uh, and I worked with a woman who studied up until the blood issue came up, and then stopped her study. Well, I was going to say, what, what what was the reaction when someone had heard it? What was the reaction? Were they just like, oh well, okay, well, or were they really saddened or angry or? Well, my. Uh... Um, I think. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead, Julie. I, mean, I think when anybody dies, it's sad. I think that that's a normal reaction. Um, but I if it's have... but if it's something that was could be, could have been prevented. Right. You know, I didn't have it happen to me personally, you know, so I can't really say, like, how did I react, but um, I was very, you know, this is what's scary, is I would, every January, we all know this, every January, you know, the medical directive would come around, we'd have a meeting on it, we'd sign our blood cards, and I was more than willing to, you know, my attitude was I would let my children die. That was my attitude. I'm thankful I never gotten a situation where that had to happen, but I definitely had that attitude. I will right. not receive blood, and I don't want children to receive blood. Well, I can give so, you a, a heartfelt reaction. So what do we have doctors for? Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Um, I know, uh, Julie, you know this, that 2017, my brother died. He was trying to get back mm-hmm. into the good grace of the Jehovah's Witnesses, refused a blood transfusion, and due to circumstances, he ended up dying. And uh, mm-hmm. my reaction yeah. was... You, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, my reaction was, you dumbass. That, that, that's all I could say because, you know, I was already out of it. And Right, right, but that's because you were out of it. But what if you were still in it? What if you were still right. in it? He would have been a hero. Yeah, I mean, if we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you believe it's the truth because you're told it's the truth. You just right. believe it. And they, they would tell the stories of the assemblies. Uh, they would tell the stories about all the people <laughs> through the circuit and district that had died for that, and they were just praised. Huh. Right, they're held up as heroes. They're yes. like they're like martyrs. Martyrs well, is, is, is there the exact word. is there a reason? I mean, when when they told you about it, did did they give you a reason why you cannot have blood transfusion? Is it because of there might be disease or or your or it's just it's based, it's, it's based on the the premise of. Um, Acts chapter 15, verses 28 and 29, when they met in to discuss the circumcision issue, and then they also added, you know, to flee from fornication, idolatry, things that were strangled, and from blood. And it's, it's to me personally, now that I'm out of the organization and I'm awake to it, I feel that the command to Noah and through the Mosaic Law, and then, of course, the, the founding of Christianity, is more to do with a way to wake people up to Luciferian occult rituals than it is to actually the ingesting of blood. Because if anybody eats meat, they've eaten blood. I mean, hands down. Mm-hmm. We've all right. eaten blood. We've, we eat meat. However, I think that it was a call to wake people up to what 
the dark one is doing and what the dark one has people doing. So that's my own personal belief, and I know I sound like a crazy person when I say that. But, um, but yeah, basically it's a perversion of the idea of eating animal meat, therefore transfers over into eating or to having human blood transferred into you. And, of course, the whole organ issue is another one that can be talked about because the organization has flip-flopped over the years over what, you know, in the 60s, to having an organ, getting an organ was cannibalism. And, of course, now you can have skin and eyeballs. And I think there's one other one that witnesses allow. But it's all just crazy. And it's all just, I mean, I definitely think that blood should be a last resort. And there are inherent risks. But at the same time, it, I don't think that it's what God, God doesn't want you to die by not having blood if you need blood. I, I just don't no. think that that's reasonable. So if you're in an operating room and that 17-year-old needs a blood transfusion or a younger child, a doctor can't go to a parent and say this child will die unless we give him blood, that parent well, if you, wins I, I over the doctor. Though, as a parent and you've taken that authority to sign the medical directive and, you know, your your wishes are to be honored. Um, you know, just like, Mom, you know, I know you've signed medical directives for, you know, end-of-life issues. Um, so, yeah, a parent, if a parent is convinced that this is the best route for my child, you have that authority. Yeah. Although it does get tested. I mean, there is legal battles. You know, there are doctors that will push it. <laughs> Well, I remember back in the remember back in the late seventies, early eighties, uh, how the Jehovah's Witnesses reacted when AIDS became an epidemic, and they. Yes. I remember the uh, meetings on how they were all like, "See, see, this is why we don't take blood." Jehovah knows, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. oh, they were all over that. Mm-hmm. So Clayton. Uh, We'd like to hear some more from you. Are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. And um, um, l l let me ask you, do you have a relationship with God after leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses? I've gone back and forth a couple times. It's hard for me to trust anything anybody else says because I, I don't know. I'd sure like to think there is. And an interesting side note, when I was in Iraq and then some scary situations, I would pray to Jehovah and ask him to forgive me for my sins just to get it, you know. Right. To, so I, I have a real hard time with uh, letting any other man's interpretation of the Bible dictating my life at all. Right. Well, I, I like to think that there is something else out there that I have not found yet. Well, it's interesting that you brought that up because uh, what I was going to say next was... Uh, for those who don't know, I know Julie knows this, um, the New World Translation, which is the, um, the Bible that the Jehovah's Witnesses use, the, the Old Testament is relatively the same. The New Testament is actually a Westcott and Hort edition. Now, if you want to hear something scary, look up who Westcott and Hort is and what their affiliation with religion is. And that is what the New Westcott World Translation, Westcott and Hort. Hort, okay. Yep, and that is um, what the Jehovah's Witnesses use for the uh, New Testament, is the Westcott and Hort edition. It's, uh, you, you uh, look up online, do your own fact-finding, your own fact-checking. 
Um, if I don't have it in front of me, it's kind of hard for me to show you. But uh, you're going to be very surprised on Westcott and Hort's background. That's all I can say. Is and that who they used to help do the translation? <coughs> Is that what you're saying? Westcott and Hort uh, made this translation, I think it was either in the late 1800s or the early 1900s. And that is the uh, edition that the Jehovah's Witnesses use for the New World Translation's New Testament. Okay. And uh, I want you all to look that up, and you'll find out who Westcott and Hort were and what their religious beliefs were. You are going to be astounded. You want to talk about wolves amongst the sheep, you're going you're gonna to see... Uh, where it uh, filters in. So, Julie, are yeah. you are you sitting uh, nicely in a chair at home, or? No, I'm at the laundry mat, not far from my mother's apartment. Hi, mom. <laughs> I didn't want to go into the apartment because then people will say, "Oh, hello, I want to talk to me." So I'm just sitting in the laundry mat now. So I'm off the street. I'm nice and toasty. Well, that's good. That's good, and. Uh, Julie, do you have any uh, um, any things that maybe you would like to tell Carol and Mary and uh, Clayton? Clayton uh, maybe some experiences where you have helped others. Well, again, I can't emphasize enough. It's it, I mean, we all help each other. It's just be there for each other. Listen, you know, it's not like you have to have all the answers, but just make yourself available as much as you can. There's um, there's healing in just the community of you know, sharing that, yeah, I get where you're coming from. And the other thing is there's compassionate, caring neighbors, you know, um, but yet they haven't walked. They they don't understand really what you've been through. And so I think it is important to talk with other ex-witnesses because there's just, we have a common language. We get it when we're saying certain words, when we say, oh, and I talked to the CEO and it was at the memorial and, you know, I handed in my time card and, you know, things like that. And, right. You know, world, it's like other people go, wait, wait, what's the CO? What, what's the memorial? You know, they mm -hmm. don't know the language. When you're talking with a bunch of ex-witnesses, you, you know, you don't have to stop and explain yourself. You're just telling it. And there's just, there's healing in that. It, um, and the more comfortable you get, whether it's typing it out online or on a conversation like this or meeting at a conference or just a, you know, we'll get together at a house, you get comfortable just admitting, hi, I'm an ex-witness. It's kind of like the AA thing. Hello, my name is Julie McGowan. I'm an ex-Jehovah's Witness. You know, you just, ah, oh, you let it out, and it gets easier and easier, and eventually you, you can use your real name, you know, right, <laughs> maybe, right. or protect your identity <coughs> because of relatives and such. I mean, everyone's got a different story. But, my goodness, at least start the journey. Because if you stuff it down and you just stay hidden, it's, you know, that's not good. That's not good with right. anything. No, know, we, had a, we had a young lady last year on our show uh, that she called in. I, I don't know if you remember this. Remember she had moved out of the city that she lived in when she left the Jehovah's Witnesses? What, what was her name? Stacy or? Well, I, I could find well, out. Yeah, you don't re okay. recall? 
I could find out. Well, no, you, I don't. I, I know that is common. That's true. Sometimes you just got to leave town. Yeah, yeah I, I mean that's ridiculous for an organization like that, a, a Christian organization. You have to leave, um, leave town in order to uh, get any peace of mind because you're afraid to uh, walk yeah. walk to the store and somebody who's a uh, a current Jehovah's Witness might be there. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I can speak to that because that's the reason I I used the army as the tool to get out because I knew I had to be taken away and just away from everyone. Yeah, there you go. Join the army. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, Clayton, that's a good question. Uh, do you now? Oh, you said your sister and your mom has left as of recent, correct? Yes. <laughs> and uh, is your relationship with your mom and your sister uh, much better? Be, due to leaving the organization? I'll say with my sister, yes, but my mom had been run through the ringer a lot of years because she, she would not uh, she would not hold fast to the excommunication part of it. Right, right. Um, and, and my uh, younger brother, basically the same story of me, was out and he got married to a woman and they posted pictures on Facebook of my mom at the little ceremony and the little minions from the hall got a hold of that picture and sent it to the elders with arrows pointing to my mom and arrows pointing to my brother and calling her in and going over hours of Bible study to see why excommunicating or disfellowshipping as we call it is a good thing for us in the shunning and uh, she had a pretty poor attitude for a lot of years with it. So I had a pretty good relationship with her. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister really didn't have a lot to do with me because her husband was also in and he was a ministerial servant. So uh, I think he kind of kept pretty close tabs on, you know, or, or do we really need to communicate to him? Or Right. Um, so, what's... Then, What's the worst thing you could ever do to a mother? Take their children away from them. I would assume taking their children yep. away. Yep, and uh, the, the Jehovah's Witnesses sure got that one down pat. Yeah, I mean, they know how to, I call it mind control. There's and it goes even beyond that. I have a friend who, um, she raised two sons as Jehovah's Witnesses, and it was actually one of the sons that got her out. He woke up and you know, explain things to her. So she and one son are out, but the other son remains in and shuns them both. And he got married, and she didn't know it for a while until she found out through the grapevine, and then had a child, and she didn't know it. And so this this granddaughter of hers is, I think, two now or going on two, and it breaks her heart. She's never met her grandchild, and she doesn't, you know get little letters with pictures or anything. I mean, it means a lot to her to have a grandchild, and she just wants to meet that that granddaughter and hold her and, you know, be able to send little cards and things. You know, it's just, that's awful. It is. Um, another thing that I've noticed that uh, draws people into the Jehovah's Witnesses, this happened in my family. My oldest brother 
Um, obviously not the one that passed away. My, I, sh- I should say my second in line oldest brother. My goodness, there's more Dan's. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they're not as good as looking as me though. Um, he, uh, he was married. Um, has has a son. Uh, lives down south. Um, smoking, drinking, having a good time, but a good man. You know, he uh, took care of his family and everything. Um. This guy, uh, now, this was my brother. He had robbed a bank uh, many years ago. And, um, you know, obviously he's not Jehovah's Witness material. Well, he wasn't thinking that way. Well, anyways, uh, uh, just a couple of years ago, his wife passed away from cancer. My brother is now an elder because he wants to be able to see his wife again. I mean, what a shame that they have people so mind-controlled thinking that the only way you're ever going to see a loved one again is by becoming a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. I, have, I had mentioned this on uh, past shows. I had an elder uh, knock on my door and uh, asked me to come back. And I had told him right out, do you feel only Jehovah's Witnesses will make it into the new system of things? And he says, well, no. I says, then why do I need to be a Jehovah's Witness? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Very to the point. Yep, right to the point. It was either that or slap him upside the head. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> but it, that's the way every religion is. In order for, to, for you to see your dead relatives, you have to join this religion so you can go to heaven to meet them. Come on. True, it's but, not just uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. It's the Catholics. It's the the Presbyterians. It's the Baptists. It's all of them. Yeah, but see, the thing is, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses really be- they, they they have such a strong pull when it comes to uh, the uh, dead loved ones. You know, as far as hey, you're going to see them. You're going to see them. They're going to be on Earth with you again. You know, like they know. Yeah. Well, everything is done with fear and manipulation. Exactly. You know, they like promises but it's it's you're just you're scared all the time as a witness and you're always running that you know i always think of the hamster on wheel you know you're always running that wheel you're exhausting yourself and you're never going anywhere you're just trying to you know keep up with jehovah's organization and you'll never be good enough yep is that and so your fear is i can't stop i gotta keep going i gotta keep going you know um, and one of the best things, uh, I know several people, they wake up, you know, when, when you begin having doubts and you might talk to the elders, you know, they always tell you to do more. They say, well, have you been to all the meetings? Are you commenting? Are you going out and serve? So their prescription is always do more. So if you're, you know, in that controlled state, you try to do that. Well, that's oftentimes what gets you to wake up. You know, that's when a person <coughs> signs up pioneer and, um that can be a good thing. That's when they really get their eyes open. Oh, yeah. That, oh, wow. Definitely. I don't even want to. And oftentimes, I know with me, it came to like, I I believed in Jehovah. I believed in the paradise. You know, I still believed all the doctrine, but I just lost the desire to be there. I thought, fine, let them have it. I don't even want to live forever because if I have to live forever with these people, that's no <laughs> paradise for me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, come on, Julie. You just missed it because of Christmas. May I? <laughs> well, J- uh, 
Yeah, hello. Who is this? Hey, it's Mary. Oh, I oh. just wanted to speak to that. I know I, I, it reminded me of a conversation I had with a, a circuit overseer probably about, oh, maybe 18 months ago now. But I, I had said, you know, I was horribly bullied by people in the organization and my, my so-called brothers and sisters. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you know, how how is the Great Tribulation and Armageddon going to miraculously make these people who very obviously don't love me, love me? Mm-hmm. Like I, I had gotten to the point where I didn't want anything after this life. I just wanted to be dead. I just right. wanted to be at peace. Right. And mm-hmm. that's, I think that that's really sad. I mean, I know that I try to, there's so much that goes into waking up, and I, you know, I talk about certain things, and then it's all a composite. It all kind of blends together, you know, and I think about the hypocrisy. I, earlier, somebody was talking about the elder saying that elders are infallible, essentially. I had the absolute opposite. I was told by people that, of course, there'll be wolves in positions of authority. There'll be wolves that are circuit overseers and district overseers because they're put in there to test us, to make sure that we really love God and that we're willing to put up with whatever to show our love for God. And, you know, and also that whole you push yourself and you end up waking up quicker. I know I pioneered in 2015. And I remember telling my pioneer partner, I'm like, we're not going to have organized religion in the paradise. Well, I don't, you know, I understand why we're organized now, but we won't need that then. And I remember her getting really mad at me and being really offended at what I had said. And in this past year at the convention, that last video, I turned to my best friend at the convention and I said, Jehovah's Witnesses are going to be destroyed too. They're part of religion. All religion is going to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, yeah, I think you're right. And so it's like, it, it's really, I think some of their propaganda, I definitely think that having the governing body front and center, you know, and, and Jeffrey Jackson's testimony at the ARC, oh my God, like, I used that to wake my one friend up. I was like, I said to her, I said, uh, if you were before the Supreme Court, of course, you know, I'm, I'm American here in the States, and I said, and they asked you if Jehovah's Witnesses teach the truth, what would you say? And she said, absolutely, we believe the truth. You know, we would, I would die for my beliefs. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I felt the same way. I was like, it's really funny that that's not what Jeffrey Jackson said. <laughs> what did Jeffrey really, Jackson what? say? What did Jeffrey <laughs> Jackson he say? He basically said that, no, Jehovah's Witnesses don't have the truth. That they possess the faithful and discreet slave, but that, that they, they are not the ones that have the absolute truth. That's good. And I just remember how how much that shook me and then it shook her of, you know. Right, right. It's just crazy what the organization does. And they'll, you know, even the fires out in Washington State, I tried to talk with my one PME friend about them. She didn't want to hear anything about it because it wasn't on the JW org newsroom. (laughs) Like, they have people so blinded that nobody wants to hear anything or, or, and I mean, I was expressing concern for the brothers and sisters there. Like, I was, you know, I was afraid for them. Either it is a crazed person, you know, there's people that shoot up churches and shoot up mosques all the time. Like, it could be a crazy person, I don't know. Or, you know, what I think it is, which is an inside job to get insurance money. But, you know, still that concern. And, you know, she was like, I don't want to hear about it. It's not on the, on the JW org website. I don't, I don't, it's not real news. Well, the Jehovah's right. Witness organization it's sure creates a lot of there. depressed people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I spent the majority of my life suicidal. 
It's only mm-hmm. been, I'm I'm only at like three months not suicidal right now. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Mary, can I ask Mary yeah. a question? Yeah, you sure can. Um, when you were when you were talking about Jeffrey Jackson's you know testimony, uh, were you referring to when they asked him if the governing body was um, God's sole channel of communication? Yes. yes. That, okay. Okay. And he said yes. that that yes. would be presumptuous to say that. Yes. I was mm-hmm. shocked as well. That is that is the only part of the Australian Royal Commission I have been able to bring myself to watch. I, I have watched rebuttals about it, and I am so right. disgusted at what he said and various elders and, and circuit overseers that I can't even bring myself to watch the entire thing because I just yes. I'll have an aneurysm from the rage. So when he said that, I was shocked as well because we've been I've been taught my whole life that it is the soul. Uh, channel of communication from God, and that's why we have to obey the organization. Right. Play to right. God. And when What's he said lot? that, it was like a, it was an absolute contradiction to what I've been taught my entire life. Yes. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, Mary. And I know, you know, for me, I've the. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, you know, and and then just, I know, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the domestic violence in, in my family, like, you think. And this is just my experience. You think it's it's oh, it's my successful. Oh, good, great. We're back. <coughs> We're back. If you uh, if you you call, let me get uh, the uh, conference back on. <coughs> Whoever called, we had uh, a drop in the signal, so I'm gonna put the. Uh, Put it back on. Hopefully they, they're still there. They're probably sitting there wondering where we're at. <laughs> we'll see here. Just a moment. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. Technical difficulties. Oh, there we go. Okay, we got seven people on the line. I'm sorry. We're back. We're back. We got Welcome. Uh, this service is provided by freeconferencecall.com. announce yourself all right well, at, least you didn't waste Hello. 30 more, at least you didn't waste 30 more years like i did well we we just had we just got dropped but we're back on we had a technical difficulties there you guys didn't even realize it did you <laughs> oh, I think something was up. yeah we, we, i heard the yeah something dropped we have another caller on the line we do yes can you uh identify i'm just listening, I'm just listening. You're just listening. Okay. My name is Charles. Charles. <laughs> nice to meet you, Charles. Charles in charge. Okay. Um, what, 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 I, don't know about, I don't know about being in charge, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Charles. Hi, Char- Charles. Hi. No. Is, is, is Julie online? I recognize that voice. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Charles. Too, Julie. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Good to have you here. Good. I'm just, just listening in. Okay, All right. I, I wanted to make a, a point with Mary. Um, seeing as you do have, um, you have contact with Julie, I, I take it, correct? Yes. Okay, you had uh, uh, mentioned something in the last uh, 15, 20 minutes that kind of concerned me. Was it, You said how uh, you feel like suicidal for the last couple no, no, months. No, not currently. Oh. No, not currently. I've been, I've been suicidal ideation free for a couple months. Oh, I was, okay, I was good. commenting on the, the being in the organization, and I have a lot of friends that are still in, and the the mental anguish that you experience. I mean, I was in my early 20s, I was hospitalized a lot for, for suicide 
wishful thinking. Okay. Even in my home circuit, we probably had about four or five suicides. Wow. So, um, yeah, no, I was speaking, no, I very much, I need to be alive to, to fight the evil. There you go. That, you, you know, <laughs> it, it just might be that the uh, uh, army of God is going to end up being all ex-Jehovah's Witnesses with some uh, butt-kicking swords, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a war hammer. There, I, I, there. I like the idea of a war hammer a lot more. <laughs> so is that Mary? That'll uh, work. So in other words, your real name is Thor. <laughs> <laughs> there goes those jokes again. Yeah. Hey, the ladies like it, all right? <laughs> so uh, Arlene, are you still there or did you take a nap? Yes, I am. Okay, yes, good I to am. hear. Um, now, Charles... Are you an ex-Jehovah's Witness? He's just listening. He's just listening. <laughs> no, I'm just listening, but no, I am not. Oh, you're not. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, no, let the guy listen. He okay. Listen. We'll, we'll let you listen. <laughs> um, Thank you. One more time. We'll, uh, we'll give the uh, phone number one, la one last time. 605-472-5384. The PIN number is 161335 if you would like to be a part of this uh Make um, sure you show. put the pound sign in afterwards. Right. Right. And it's not a hashtag. For all those millennials out there, it's not a hashtag. It's a pound sign. Oh, man, you're going to upset so many people. Um, you know, I literally cried the day that I found out that I was technically a millennial. Like, I, I was so upset because I do not, I'm not a snowflake. I am not a millennial. You're not, I cried. You're, you're I not an SJW? You're not an SJW? I am not an SJW. In fact, it's ironic. Speak for a second. But with all the Jehovah's Witnesses have done to protect First Amendment rights, it started me studying the other amendments. And then in 2017, when Tony blasted socialism and communism, which I'll go ahead and out myself on here regardless. I don't care how people feel. I do think that communism and socialism are evil. I turned to my brother communism. and I said, I thought we weren't supposed to have a political opinion. And he was like, you're right. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I'm not, nope, i yeah, no, I'm pretty much like do your own thing, get a plot of land, prep, be a be a homesteader. I'm very much more that way. Homesteader, big government. Hey, uh, I'm kind of an old man, so what does SJW mean? Social justice warrior. Oh, okay, all right. A lot of feminists are that, you know, people that are easily offended that are going protesting and stuff. That's well, then why did you tell me it was sexy Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> the views of Dan. The views of Dan do not affect the do not uh, well, the I, views I'm of, uh, kind of two guys on a mic podcast. But I'm not the traditional SJW. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me ask you this: uh, um, for everybody who's an ex Jehovah's Witness here, um, do you uh, follow politics a little more now, or? Boy, that's so, a quiet. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to, I I made an XJW bucket list of the, all the things I wasn't allowed to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I did vote in the midterm elections just because I was able to. This, that but, doesn't um, mean you killed somebody, does it? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I um I do I don't know I I think a lot of it is kind of crap and a way to make people be divided from each other, but. But I, I follow it just to kind of make fun of it more than anything else. So being part of the Jehovah's Witnesses, you couldn't vote? No. 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 <laughs> wow. 
Now, mm-hmm. once again, I have to ask Julie, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why? I just, well, I, I'm because... still not understanding. <laughs> okay. Well, when you're when you're out there hawking your watchtowers, what you believe you're doing is promoting Jehovah's kingdom. And so, what Jehovah's kingdom is is the righteous government. It's God's government. So to align yourself at all with this world's government by voting, you know, that, that's a, you know, blasphemy against Jehovah. So that's why they take that stand. They're not going to vote because that's worldly and that's showing your allegiance to a worldly government. No Christmas, no drinking, no smoking, no women. You might as well be dead. Well, uh, exactly. Yeah. Why so many are dead. So many are suicidal and just kind of numbly going through life. Because you shut down everything about yourself. You have no right. Depression. Depression. Yeah. You just sit there and drink the Kool-Aid. Right. right. Let's let's play a quick game. This is is what I'm going to do. This is going to be Julie, Mary, Carol, and Clayton. Now, uh, Charles, I know you don't want to be in that. (coughs) Julie, Mary, Carol. You want me to. Okay, Charles. Uh, Julie, Mary, Carol, Clayton, and Charles. And we're going to go in that order. Julie first, Mary second, Carol third, Clayton fourth, and Charles uh, fifth. What you're going to do is, because a lot of people don't actually understand all the rules of the Jehovah's Witnesses, what you can't do. Yeah. So, Julie, you're going to start. You're going to say one thing they cannot do as a Jehovah's Witness. I can't join the YMCA. Yep. What? Yeah, you should have seen Jason's face. I love that place. Okay, Mary. Mary, your turn. Can't, can't vote. Can't vote. Okay, Carol. Can't have friends that aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. Clayton. Could not play in the band, the middle school band. Charles. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can't be a part of any. I or- have some friends. I have some friends that I can't talk to. They refuse to talk to me. Um, that, uh, Carol, that kind of is a lot like what you had said. Wow. Right. Yes. Charles, think of something else. Something else. Um, they cannot vote. They cannot, let's see. Just one thing. Celebrate just one holidays. Thing. Can't celebrate okay, holidays. celebrate holidays. Okay. They can't celebrate holidays. All right, Julie, back to you. Well, what about Easter? Being that Easter is a religious holiday. We cannot celebrate Easter. <laughs> you know, you all are depressing me right now with all these, all these rules. All these rules. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the, they're just getting started. <laughs> Julie, your turn. Mm-hmm. Can you play bingo? She says you can't play bingo. Yeah, well, well that is true. Not at a casino because you are not to walk into a casino. So, Julie, right. your turn. Wow. Uh, you can't be involved in any uh, military or police work if you have to carry a gun. Yep. Your turn, Mary. I have one thing to say before I list my things. Gambling actually is a very interesting one. You can gamble, you're just not exemplary. And the only reason why you can be disciplined for gambling is if it leaves your family destitute. But the one I wanted to add for the list was you can't play paintball. Because it's a gun. Yep. Well, just so you guys know, when I left the Jehovah's Witnesses, I actually became a cop for a couple of years. 
wanted to wow. teach, yeah i wanted to teach them right he was a, he was he was a mall cop <laughs> yeah i was not a mall cop <laughs> My brother is applying to become a, a county deputy. Oh, home. nice. Nice. Yeah. Carol, your turn. One thing, name one thing uh, that Jehovah's Witnesses cannot do. Uh, they can't do yoga. Why is that? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't hear that one. I guess it's false religion, I guess. Yeah, yoga is, yeah, is a type of, yeah, religion. Well, that's a good thing because I didn't, I you know, uh, even now, I don't. I don't look good in yoga pants, anyway. So, Clayton, I just wanted to stretch. He's got the he's got the juicy on the back. <laughs> Clayton, your turn. Uh, stand for the pledge of allegiance. Wow. Yep. We're opening up uh, Jason's eyes here, aren't we? Charles, your turn. Well, not that I was ever going to become one. Oh no no no! I, I never okay. said Dan. Tell you what, I have a good idea. Yeah. I want to join the Jehovah's Witnesses because all these rules, I love <laughs> no, it. It's a lot of things that uh, <laughs> uh, people don't realize what the Jehovah's Witnesses actually go through. Charles, yeah. think of one thing that the Witnesses cannot do. I, I don't do. know if I can really answer. He doesn't know. He's not a Jehovah's I Witness. I cannot truly answer that because I have not been a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, you haven't? Well, we're no. kicking you off at a game. <laughs> we're back to Julie. <laughs> okay, kick me out of the game. <laughs> Julie. You cannot... Takes communion, the wine and bread that are to represent uh, the blood and uh, body of Jesus, oh, yeah, but yeah. you cannot partake of it. But yet they pass it around. Yeah, but that's symbolism, though. I mean, mm -hmm. the only ones that believe in that are the Catholics. The trans but, no, okay, no, but but look at this. They call themselves a Christian religion, and so it's shocking to others who are you know Christians who are you know Bible believing, Jesus believing Christians. For them to say, "Well, we're Christian and we will not partake of communion," it's 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 an affront to Christianity. I mean, I get it. You being an atheist, I get it. You go like, "Well, it's a big deal. I don't want to take communion anyway." Okay, but if you're going to call yourself a Christian, that's a huge part right. of being a Christian. It's a you're you're validating. I believe in the blood and the body of Jesus right. Christ. I identify myself with that, and therefore I call myself a Christian. It, it's like he's calling myself a firefighter. No, hose. Well, see, I remember I was I was a, an ex Southern Baptist, so we we did do uh, communion every Sunday. Right. It was, but we weren't like the Catholics who had that wonderful, delicious wine. Um, I mean, we, the, we had the silver bowl. Right. We had the the grape juice and the stale crackers. It was gross. Mary, your turn. Well, but whether it's juice or wine, the witnesses will not partake of any of it. Ah, even even, even if it's just yeah. symbolism. Okay, all right. Mary, mm -hmm. your, your turn. Smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. Oh man! <laughs> I do that. Carol. Um, freedom of uh, the right to choose fashion. How to wear oh. your clothes. I oh. remember when I was young, they really focused in on modesty at one point, like super focused in on it. Oh. And I had to wear my dresses below my knees, like to school. And you simply don't fit in. You stand out. Well, I always I always thought that a, a nice orange frock or a, a muumuu would really look good on a woman. <laughs> Carol. Pretty much. Yes. Hey, Carol, can I, can I see the movie Carol really quick? Sure. Um, yes. I I know one of the first things I did I was after I was with fellowships and I realized I wasn't going back I went clothes shopping with a coworker of mine and it's not just 
the modesty piece, it's you're constantly paranoid about what's on your shirt, what logo is there, is it going to offend somebody. And I actually bought a sweater with a heart in it and an arrow through it because it was a super cute sweater and it was super cheap. And I knew that if I was still a witness, I would not have been allowed to wear that because somebody would have been offended by that symbol. Mary, and you know, so you just ruined it for yourself. You could have used what? that one. You could have used that oh, one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Clayton. Oh, I got some more. Clayton. I, just, just a touch on her uh, fashion thing. I remember I couldn't get a haircut with a line in it that was in. Like, that's not <laughs> that's... Uh, uh, you, you couldn't get your football number in the back or yep. I would use that one if I were you, Clayton. Save the next one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, okay, I'll save this one. Though. Okay, Julie. I uh, can't go to, uh, you know. An oh, and Julie just said bye-bye to us. Julie, it wasn't that hard of a question. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You are the weakest link. Bye-bye. <laughs> you are the weakest <laughs> Mary, your turn. Watch rated R movies. Yep, you can't watch. <laughs> you can't what? Well, watch. I was a bad Jehovah's Witness, and I watched a lot of rated R movies. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Me like, too. I, had I did too. And I drank. <laughs> I, remember, I remember back in the day, our, my uncle used to take us to the movie theater. We saw uh, Friday the 13th for the first time. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, she's back. Julie's she's back. back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I, the things um, we you called you. can't visit another church. Uh, oh, yeah? You can't visit another church. Even if it's another Jehovah's Witness church? No, you that you can do. But let, <laughs> well, that you can do. Okay. Well, but let's say you're just curious. Somebody invited you. Oh, you know, um, maybe even somebody that says, oh, I'd like to come to your kingdom hall sometime because I'm just curious what goes on. Well, you're, you know, you definitely you're happy they come and then they say oh next Sunday would you like to come to my church you right. know I go to a Lutheran church or something you can't go but you there are it. exceptions to that rule you can attend a funeral right you know <laughs> but right. even that okay here my friend Jeff he um, you know had a child with a woman the adult child um, died and his wife belonged to a Lutheran church. By this time, Jeff had become a Jehovah's Witness, and um, the funeral was at the Lutheran church. He was told by the elders he couldn't go to his own child's funeral because it was at the Lutheran church. That's what one of the things that started wow. waking him up. Like, Who the hell are you to tell me that? Yep. You know, so... Um, yeah, it's, that's point. one of those gray areas. Sometimes you can go to a wedding or funeral, but some, you know, it depends on your elders in your congregation. Some might be highly offended by that. Now, we realize, Julie, that uh, now that when you left just a little, little while ago, you went and looked for your Jehovah's Witness Rules Handbook, didn't you? You're cheating you know over happened? there. <laughs> my, Mom, are you still on the line? You know what happened? My sister, my sister Lori. She's bringing us dinner tonight. Oh. <laughs> and, um, oh. So she was just sending me a text message, you know, I'm 12 minutes away, and then I see she left me a message, but I told her, I'm on the phone. <laughs> so I'm going out to the parking lot because I know I'm going to meet her. So I'm going back outside. Pray for me that I don't bump into a tree again. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All of a sudden you hear a bus go, mm. <laughs> um, Okay, Carol, your turn. 
Oh, this is um, speak, so I'm going to bail out if that's okay with you guys. Okay, Charles. Love you, Charles. I'm going to bail out. Bye, but, Charles. Uh, bye, Charles. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, Julie, especially. Bye. And I, uh, I enjoyed this, and I'll join you again sometime. All right. That yeah. sounds good, Charles. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Carol, your turn. Um, can't have a live-in situation as in, i.e., a roommate, um, even if that's what works out best financially, of the opposite sex, even though it's platonic. Yep. It is absolutely not accepted. Hmm. Now, Clayton, I've been waiting for your answer because I knew you were holding on to this one. Yes. Uh, you cannot date without a chaperone's watching eyes to make sure no fun is had. Oh, no, no. <laughs> wow. Unless it's an elder. No, just kidding. Talk about, um, yeah. talk about depressing. Okay, Julie, you again? Okay, uh, how do I word this so I'm politically correct? Um, they will get into legally married couples' bedroom. Certain sex acts you cannot have. Even if you're legally married in a heterosexual union, they'll still make judgments on that. That's it. I'm joining the cause. I know. I'm fighting against this cause, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to be able to keep his monkey. Uh, Anyways, uh, wow. Mary. Mary. Um, let's see. Miss Pulpins. You can't go skydiving. Yep. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You can't have anything to do with that uh, could uh, cause your death. Like, uh, you can go zip lining and drive in a car. So, you know, it's kind of like, really? Yeah. Hey, you can't do anything that can, that would cause your death, but yet you can't take a blood transfusion. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Carol, your Hypocrisy turn. Hypocrisy at its finest. <laughs> well, a comment on that. It's all subject to change, too, because I... Years ago, when I was 17, I used to work for a witness couple that um, had a hang gliding shop, and we made hang gliders. And then later, it was kind of brought up that, well, that's not really Christian because you're putting your life in danger, blah, blah, blah. So everything is subject to change. Right. I suppose. You know, what you can, what you can, what you can't do. I suppose now they say, the Jehovah's Witnesses probably say, now you can't even have sex on a hang glider. Or be, part, or be part of the Mile High Club. No, I wanted to ask or, a question. Or, or, you know, I, I, I just want to interject for one second. Yeah. I do feel that within the organization, the married people, especially the higher-ups, from my experience, and, of course, I was a virgin for a very, very, very long time. I'm sorry. They're some of the most sexually repressed. Me, too. They're some of the most sexually repressed <laughs> people that I have ever met. Like, I... <laughs> I know my sister, who was a diehard in the organization, she's been married for three and a half years, she has had less sex than I have had in the four months I've been disfellowship. Wow. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. You go, I, I girl. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask one thing on the transfusions, because you were talking about was the Was that Mary that just said that? Yes, comment? that was Mary. Don't take her phone number down, okay? <laughs> no. um, the thing about the, the thing about the blood transfusions, uh, have you, did you ever hear anything about, let's say, a person who's in the upper crust? I don't, what's the highest level you can get in the Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah, or second highest. I mean... Your governing body. Let's say one of the governing body members 
needs a blood transfusion. Do you think they would give him a blood transfusion and not tell anybody? Oh, I'm sure they would. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and has and and has it happened? Oh, that they you would never find out about. Oh, uh, they, they won't tell you. But I'll guarantee you that the the governing body does not believe half the bullshit that they they put out. They're completely mm-hmm. awake. They know. They're just waiting yeah. to cash in and leave with yeah. whatever money they can spare. Oh yeah, Carol, your turn. Um, okay, so this doesn't affect me personally, but what is up with that? Men cannot have facial hair. Yeah. Yeah, men can not what have is up with that? But yet, Charles Chase Russell yeah, had a full beard. That was uh, Russell that did that. that. Beards are so Bring you, back the beard. Hmm. I mean, literally, you couldn't be, you can't be a ministerial servant. You, you can't have any position mm-hmm. um, at the Kingdom Hall if you have a mustache, even a mustache. Can you go out in service? A mustachio. I don't know. Carol, I don't think it depends so. on the elder's body. Like, I knew a brother that they would recommend for a servant who had a beard. They just told him that he could not go anywhere else to give a public talk. Like, he could be used within the congregation, but he couldn't go higher and be an elder because he couldn't be sent out to represent the congregation. Could, so the beard, could he go out in field go, service, though? Could he yes, go? he could go in service with a beard. He could handle mics with a beard. He just would not so have been able to, like, to the, represent How do they go I think, to those determinations, then? Well, it's okay. I think know, it's not okay. If that, I think why is they it go not okay back in the back and they take a bunch of dice that have words written on it and they throw it on the table. And it's a magic eight ball. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> was just having a power trip. He didn't like beards, but what I was told, you know, is something different. They said it had to do with because the '60s hippie movement, you know, the hairy people, <laughs> the beards. That it was, you know, it was a way to separate us from the world. You know, the world has long hair and beards, and you know, Jehovah's men are, you know, clean shaven and everything. But which, like, look around. We got like lots of decently groomed beards, and I, you know, it's just crazy. Yeah, the well, beard thing pictures, just cracks me aren't up. Are there pictures in the in the publications depicting the apostles and disciples and Jesus? Exactly. Do they all have yeah. facial hair? Yep. Yeah. They're all good well point. Very good it's point. All it's, it's all regional because when I went to Thailand for the <laughs> convention, which I know people hearing this, they might begin to figure out who I am now. But oh, I, I know who Thailand, you are. They actually made a special announcement that there were brothers that had their ears pierced because that was the local culture. And I have a friend who migrated in in Latin America, and she too. The brothers down there, the native brothers down there, are allowed to have long hair, and I don't understand. If I can, ha- if a brother can have long hair in Peru, why can't he have long hair in the states? If a brother in Thailand can have pierced ears, why can't mm-hmm. a brother in the states have pierced ears? It made absolutely no sense to me. Right. The rule is a rule, regardless. Exactly. Like I dyed my hair red one time, and I was told I can't have it that shade of red because I'm a white person. Like I don't, I don't understand where these rules come from. I just don't get it. <laughs> Okay, uh, Clayton, you're up. Jehovah has different rules. Yep. That's, That's hard to follow up. Uh, <laughs> you can't get tattoos. That's a good one. How about you, Julie? Oh, my sister's here with the food. Um, okay, I have a funny story. This isn't a, for sure, every Jehovah's Witness, but I was in the car group, and we were talking about actually secular music, and that song... Um, 
I write the songs that make the whole world sing. Barry Manilow. The song Barry, special Barry, things. And yeah. I had a sister actually tell me, who does that sound like? She was trying to convince me that that meant Satan. And I said, you mean Barry Manilow's the Antichrist? And it was like, it's stuff like that. They, I mean, they just get paranoid about everything. Right. So I just, I have to hang up. My sister's here with food, and i got to bring it up. All right. So, you ha- bye, bye. It was nice, see- uh, nice hearing from you, Julie. Bye. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. Bye, Julie. Well, uh, you know, uh, her point about, uh, you know, Barry Manilow being the Antichrist, I mean, if you uh, saw Barry Manilow, you could see that his nose could be a horn. So, uh, <laughs> actually, what what I'd like to, yeah, yeah, real quick. You know, hold on one second. Uh, okay, aren't they the Antichrist? I would because say they, they're they really are. Focused, they're they're really focusing on not worshiping Jesus, focusing on Jehovah. Je, you know, Je, Jesus is kind of getting pushed to the background. Exactly. Yet. Yep. I definitely think um, they have the Antichrist spirit. So I do believe. I definitely say huh? They are the wolf. Well, they used they used to call they used to call they used to call they used to define apostasy as Antichrist. So mm-hmm. we're apostates, but but we're not anti-Jesus by any means. Right, right. Um, so uh, they so they used to define apostasy as the Antichrist. Uh huh. I I agree with you one hundred percent. And uh, um, I had made a call out on this show for the unreluctant to get a hold of us. If we ever do get a hold of him, and we have have another show, I can show you just how much of apostates they really are. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think what we're going to do here is I'm just going to make everyone the winner because I appreciate your time and uh, spending with us, uh, giving your testimonies and talking about uh, the different things you had to go through as being a Jehovah's Witness and now as being an ex-Jehovah's Witness. So uh, we're going to wrap up the show here, if we might. Um, Jason, uh, is there anything you'd like to say real quick? Uh, whoever hasn't subscribed to Two Guys on a Mic on YouTube, please do that. And if you want to tell your friends about it. We'll definitely have also. more shows uh, for uh, ex-Jehovah's Witnesses in the future. Um, I'm thinking probably another month from now because by that time, hopefully the Unreluctant got our... It's going to be an interesting year. Yeah, uh, Dan's got some uh, tricks up his sleeve. So. Yeah. But uh, I want to th- especially thank Arlene because, first of all, thank she was you. she wasn't a Jehovah's Witness, so she's right in my in my area. I never will be. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I mean, I don't know something about what you said about the the you can't have the. Uh, never mind. Never mind. Um, but yes, uh, and thank you to uh, Mary Pulpins and Carol and Clayton, of course. Mary, I figured out you're actually Cinderella, right? <laughs> See, I get the ladies to laugh. Just think, if you if you ladies saw my face, you'd really laugh. But No, you'd run. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever see The Hills Have Eyes? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, we weren't allowed to watch that. Oh, you missed, you missed I out. I 32 years. 32 years of Jehovah's Witness men telling me I was ugly to be out four months and find out that I'm not. And it's been really nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, <laughs> congratulations on that, on, on all of it. Thanks. 
So let's uh, wrap this up. Next week we have Joe Meserly. He's a political analyst and an author of the book The Vigilante Assassin. Yes, Vigilante Assassin. And we're also going to be talking about should Trump be Be impeached? impeached. This is going to be an interesting... Yeah. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Join us. Join us next week, next Sunday, three o'clock. Three o'clock. And we're going to have, like I said, he's a political analyst. You'll be able to ask him all kinds of questions. So uh, thank you for the invite and happy New Year. Happy Happy New 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 Year to you, ladies. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff. And please. Thank you. Yes. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Have a good day. All right. Bye now. Bye. Bye. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. All right. Let them all mute themselves. Oh, beautiful music. All right. Well, that's about it. Well, I'm getting a little tired here. <laughs> a little tired. Yes, actually, it was a great show. It was a great show. <coughs> yeah. um, like I said, next week, 3 o'clock Sunday, Joe Meserly, political analyst and author of The Vigilante Assassins. Yeah. He'll be here with us. Yes, we tried to get him on last week, but we had a bit of a hiccup. Uh, according to uh, uh, Juicy Brucey over there, uh, it was the Obama gremlins that was that took over the yeah. internet. So we're going to give it a second try. This is going to be Joe Mezzoli, uh number two. This time it's personal. This time <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody right. have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. On Two Guys and Mike. Two this guys is and Dan. Mike. And this is Jason. We'll talk to you later.